Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Toby. Welcome to Private Views, a podcast by Ask Us For Ideas that looks to shine a light on the exceptional individuals we work with, agency owners and brand founders. Our focus this week is on the creative side. We're curious about what makes the agencies we represent so unique. Some as small as two people, others who've racked up a number of international outposts in a matter of years. They all tackle enormous challenges, helping their clients cut through crowded markets, resuscitate dying businesses, or bringing new energy to the mundane. In this episode, we meet Alex Center, founder of his eponymous design studio, Center. Alex began his career at Coca-Cola as part of their in-house design team, at a time when, it should be noted, fewer designers were aspiring to those positions. But there, he found a strong team of colleagues and got an inside look at the expectations, process and culture of a blue chip brand. Setting out on his own, he knew what he wanted. This is my first time being an entrepreneur and a founder. Um, But one thing I did know was that I didn't want to do it alone. Since, he's built a team of 12, making sure they are his number one priority. The philosophy is that happy, talented people will deliver great work. And great work they have indeed delivered both for big brands such as Apple and New Balance, and for very new ones such as United Sodas of America and Kenya Forex. Our producer David Mitchell spoke to Alex about the shift from prioritizing work to prioritizing people. I mean, I think one thing that is very interesting about your background is that you were in-house. You were in-house at Coca-Cola before starting Center. And I think you have some an interesting perspective on that because it was at a time maybe when there was a transition from being in-house, being le- a kind of uncool <laughs> position to being something that actually uh, maybe felt uh, more desirable for people as a kind of like professional um, uh, credential. And I just want to hear you kind of talk about your takeaways from that time. I think design has changed significantly over the past 20 years. And I think the way that design is involved in business has changed quite a bit. And I think companies started to realize that brand and designed experiences were a way for them to connect and recruit and win over people and ultimately sell more products. And I think we are sort of living in the sort of golden age of design. And I think Apple has a lot to do with it. Obviously, you can give a lot of credit to different type of companies that have invested in design and and, and, and won over hearts and minds of people. And I think companies started to build in-house design teams in sort of the early 2000s. And prior to that, designers worked for companies of all sizes, but I don't think it was an ad admirable or inspirational or um, a a job that was something that was something that was even taught about in colleges. Like, I don't think when I was in in school studying design that they were like, go work in-house at Coca-Cola. I don't think that was a job that was ever really told to me or sort of expressed that that was even an option. And I think it was known as sort of a very corporate thing to be a designer that worked directly for a company. I also think it was something that happened at the later years of someone's design career, maybe they had like their own practice for a while and then they were bought and then they became part of a bigger company. And so Uh it was sort of known as like a place to die (laughs) potentially, 
or um yeah or like you had to like listen to guys in suits or <laughs> dress up and even in mad men you know sort of like the like you know the agency was always the sort of aspirational desired you know creative person and to be a sort of client was to be a bit of a of a of, of a of a stiff in a way i think it's 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 also interesting because it seems like on the agency side of things certainly in the past few years <clears throat> there's also been a, a greater interest on the part of agencies to understand business better i mean it's it, just trying to explain this as a kind of like two sides of the same coin. I mean, agencies are also kind of a becoming investors in some of the companies that they design for, but also trying to, you know, they're pitching themselves uh, on an, a deep understanding of business, of impact, of, you know, bottom lines, of all of these things in a way that maybe it used to just be this kind of bubble of the, the quote, creative, capital T, capital C. Absolutely. And I think at the end of the day, a lot of times we're being hired to solve business problems. And so, I think being inside of the room where the problem is <laughs> created or understood or identified and then coming to a creative company for that solution, you know, I think it gives you a better sense of how design is utilized and, and, and deployed and how design briefs even get created in the first place. And then how designs get sort of chosen and implemented. And I think that was something for me that was really interesting in my early years was really kind of seeing and being a fly in some of these rooms and watching marketing directors and agencies come in and pitch their ideas and the way that sort of it all worked. And I thought for me, that was, you know, I looking back on it, it was a huge, you know, a, a huge moment for me to learn all everything I know today. And I think being an in-house designer has really set me up in my career to really understand both sides of the table. And I think that's something that I use all the time here at Center, which is I understand the client. I understand what they're going through. I understand that, you know, sometimes they don't, they, you know, they're not even the decision makers or they haven't gone through this process before, or maybe they went to Harvard Business School and, you know, they, they learned a whole bunch of ways in which to sort of build a company, but they never understood the, you know, uh, how, to, how to work with a designer. And I think all of that is really part of what it means to be a designer. I don't think the making part is more than 50% of being a designer. Mm -hmm. I think also from my own personal experience working with agencies, um, you know, on the agency side, a lot of times you deliver really excellent creative work and it kind of falls flat once it's put into practice, once it's kind of in the hands of the client. Um, to no fault of their own. I mean, I guess it's, it's it, but I, I, I suppose like my question for you is, do you feel like having st started your career in-house, you understand maybe the nuance that is required for a, for a, a large company like Coca-Cola to absorb, metabolize, like process, design, cr you know, creative work so that it, so that what you, what you, uh, what you kind of might hand over as a vision it, uh, has a longer life maybe yeah absolutely i mean i think design companies that have designers inside of them like are wonderful <laughs> like just <laughs> just in full stop right like and i think um when we're working now that i'm on the agency side right and i run center and i'm you know sort of on the other side of the table sometimes they'll be like we have our own design team and uh you know they're gonna be deploying or sort of implementing a lot of the work that you guys are doing and i'm like fantastic 
wonderful because it's our job to help those people and to give them the tools so that they can build and you know sort of deploy our work and to um to build upon it and so you know brian collins has a quote that i i, I like to reference a lot it's like design's not what we make but what we make possible for others and i mm -hmm. think oftentimes i think about that when it comes to sort of building guidelines and brand systems and like I have a quote. It's like brands don't live in guidelines; they live in the world. And I think, um, you know, we we our goal is to give them the tools and the inspiration and the ideas and the typefaces and colors and guidelines and like to make amazing brands. But it it doesn't begin with us and end with us. It 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 it's it's all got to be a team effort. And brand is a living and breathing thing that's going to evolve and change over years and years and years. So. You know, our, our 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 goal is to create you know sort of new ways of thinking and tools and you know systems so that they can go and make things. And I think the one of the most gratifying things in my new life is when we create a brand and we hand it over to someone and then they take it and then they make it even better, right? They they build upon it or they take what we've made and they run with it. And that that has happened a number of times. And on the other side, the the opposite has happened. Sometimes you hand over a brand and it you know is in there, there, maybe there aren't in-house designers on the other side. And the person that's doing the website and the Instagram posts is the founder themselves in, you know, on their phone or in PowerPoint or, you know, and I, I think that is frustrating, but I think sometimes, and I've learned through the process that it's important for us to understand who is on the other side and to build tools or to help them and understand that we shouldn't treat every client the same way. And sometimes a client that has a robust internal staff of designers, you can be more sort of uh, flexible or you can kind of create rules that are a little, you know, that have more um, sort of uh, softer edges. But if you are working with a team that doesn't have that, then you have to be very prescriptive and you have to be very clear as to sort of what you want them to do. And I think, yeah, we think about all of that. And a lot of what I've learned here over the last five years uh, running Center is it's it's um through the process of 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 experiencing it through living it and breathing it and making mistakes and you know sort of um and 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 learning because i've never worked for a design agency the only one i've ever worked for is the one i started and so it's really interesting to just make it up as you go a little bit but learning from obviously every project and then taking that 10 years of in-house experience and really leading with that. And I found that that has been quite successful and clients and helpful for clients. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, looking at your portfolio as a design agency now as center, um, you, you know, you work with a lot of smaller brands, a lot of uh, small brands that I imagine have small teams. And as you say, may or may not actually have a designer on staff. And so is that a difficult mental shift for you going from something, you know, I imagine you had quite a substantial team of people or you were working with agencies that were pretty substantial to go from you and a small team working with a founder. Yeah. I mean, I think when we work with smaller companies, we become the in-house creative department in many times where we are actually the ones building the brand system and also the ones that are deploying it. And I think that's worked really well for us when we can kind of put our you know, whether we were four or five or eight or now 12 people on a project. And then we join another company that has four or five or eight or 12 people. And then we kind of become this sort of larger team. And 
yeah, sometimes it, it, it works out well where if they know they don't have design resources, then we can be the ones that <laughs> build the brand and then deploy it. And I think United Sodas of America is a great example of that, where we've been, we, we built the brand for, for a number of years, and then we've been working on the brand post-launch for, for a number of years. And so we're kind of on both sides of it. Of course, that's not always the case. You don't always get that opportunity, but um, it is it is particularly effective and has been great when 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 it when it does work that way. And and maybe to back up a step, like I would love to hear from you why you felt compelled to start Center as an agency, and particularly starting an agency rather than just deciding to go freelance for a while and do projects independently. Like you, it seems like you began you left Coca Cola with the ambition to start something else, start another business. Yeah, I mean, I've never I've never owned a business. I've never, you know, I, 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 this is my first time being an entrepreneur and a founder. Um, but one thing I did know was that I didn't want to do it alone. And in my experience working in-house 10 years, you know, with at Coke and Vitamin Water before it was owned by Coke, I was part of big creative teams. Not huge. I mean, like 10, 12, 20 people teams. And some of my favorite memories of being a designer is some of the cultural and familial moments of being a designer amongst a bunch of people that were sort of same age as me. And we were creating, you know, we were creating these iconic brands, vitamin water and smart water and just having the blast, like having the best time of my life. And, you know, I, 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 I was in a fraternity in college. Like I, I I've had some fun <laughs> in my personal life, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think the experience of being a designer, like I said before, for me has never been a solo i've has never been a solo act like i love being on teams and i love being now a team coach and gm and player at times but i love the team dynamic and so why i left coke was because the team that i remembered having some of the best times of my life with at coke was gone and I'd been there for so long that, you know, I was starting to feel lonely. I was feeling it, it felt like a job. And I think what separates <laughs> like work design from feeling like a job and, um, and, and, uh, sort of feeling like the greatest gift in the world and the most fun thing ever is not just what you're working on, but who you're working with. And in the beginning, I was working on these major projects with amazing people and, in my later years at Coke, I was working on amazing projects and I didn't have that same camaraderie and that same sort of uh, community with me. And of course, like I, I found ways to, you know, uh, work with amazing agencies and sort of work with amazing people and do conferences and find ways to sort of be part of other communities. But I, I, I wasn't, you know, at Coke, I, I just wasn't, I wasn't having fun. And I wasn't learning as much as I had learned in the years prior. And for me, I'm a pretty ambitious person. I think one of the hardest things in life is to feel like you're not living up to your own potential. And I felt that way pretty heavily. And I, so I just knew instinctually that I had to quit and leave. And when I did make that decision, I knew I, I didn't want to do it by myself. And so I actually did start initially 
working in a, you know, in a, in a, in a studio in Greenpoint by myself, just kind of taking on projects. And I was some of the loneliest times of my, of, of my life, just me being in a, in a room in someone else's company that I didn't really know anyone and put on my headphones and sit at a computer and make design because that's not why I love design. <laughs> I, I love part of that, but I love the camaraderie. Like I talked about, like the sort of coming into the office and be like, did you watch <laughs> Game of Thrones? Did you, are you watching White Lotus? Like, you know, like the, 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 what do you think about this new uh, M&M spokes candy controversy? Like I love the, I love the, 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 the things that happen around design. And right. so when I was by myself, I was instantly kind of, it was, it was dark times and, but I knew the goal was to get to what it is today, which is a living, breathing group of people that are working on amazing projects, but are having a really good time doing it. And it took me a couple of years before, you know, I, I started hiring people and started to, you know, sort of get bigger projects. And so I can hire some more people. And, you know, I remember the first time there was like four people working on a center project. And I was like, it's happening. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this is, this is it. This is the dream. And then, you know, and, and two of those people were freelancers. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was, it, it, it was that slow, but 2020, we just kind of took a, you know, super, super, you know, powered juice, <laughs> like a Mario sort of mushroom and just kind of just, you know, got some amazing opportunities and awards and um, projects. And all of a sudden I was able to build this 10 person design team. And how, how do you, I mean, I'm curious just how you built that culture within center. Was it, was it easy? Is it kind of like for you, was it naturally uh, very friendly? Does it, is it a credit to, you know, the types of people that you've hired or how is it that you kind of have replicated that spirit? It all starts with people like, and my first hire was a senior at Parsons who was my intern and his name is Pete Freeman and he's um, still with me today. And he is this ball of energy, light, dance, music, fun, and exuberance um he is he is just this amazing human and um i was like this 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 is this is what i needed right i needed someone that was like high energy and ambitious and excited and fresh you know out of school and just like he had you know what we could now call toxic positivity he's just like so so overly positive all the time <laughs> and i just was like he's 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 the he's the role model like he's the prototype and he reminds me a lot of myself at a younger age right like and 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 i just was like people want to work with him like other designers want to work with him our clients like working with him and you know and i was just like okay we need you know i need more people like him and so when i started interviewing people i would just in the early days i would just kind of have people come to my office in brooklyn and I would just meet with them and have like normal conversations and just kind of kick it with them. And I wasn't, I didn't have jobs all the time. So I, but I would just meet designers and I met a lot of amazing designers in Brooklyn. And, um, and, and I would just kind of, you know, of course I would look at the books and make sure that 
they were, you know, sort of up to, you know, designing at this level, but it was much more of a sort of cultural human gut check because I think one of the things that I always think about, and I thought about this back in my Vinemore days is like, spend so much of your life working with these other people. And I spend more time with my team than I do with my family, my wife or my, my parents or my brother. And so I needed to, again, like I, it's, it's not just that it needed to be normal. It's just like, I wanted to enjoy working with these people. And I had that instantly with Pete. And I knew that in order for, you know, when you're building a small team, like every person is so important to that mix. And so I, I, I got really fortunate with my first, you know, first hire. And then I just have this kind of, I don't, I don't like to take credit for a lot. Like I'm not, you know, a huge ego guy. I, I obviously I named the company after myself. So there's a little bit of that, but I, 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 th I don't like, to, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of the work that we've done but I'm 10 times more proud of the team that I put together. Like, I feel like of all the things that I can like look in the mirror and be like, wow, you, you do, you are good at this is, is my ability to find the right people for my team. And, and did you say you were kind of meeting people kind of prospectively, like without necessarily a role in mind, you just like connected with some interesting designers and you would meet them in, in case something came up with center for example 100 percent. yeah i'd yeah. meet with amazing people and like yeah. um and people that i like love their work and i like i couldn't afford them or just like i and, and maybe i didn't have a project that made sense for them but you know i would start to talk to these these amazing designers like you know uh, colin smite or morgan light and like all these uh, talented uh, wonderful people that i kind of yeah just would like have drinks with some or people invite them to the office and chat with them and i just would like get a sense of yeah, this person would fit here and maybe I'd have a project for you in the future. And I, at the time, I also didn't have like a ton of money to pay all these people. But I would also say I can maybe give them a cool project to work on or something fun and something exciting. And so that is also one of the things I think that motivates a lot of designers. It's like they do like we all want to do work that either A, has an impact or B, allows us to be our most creative or push the boundaries of like what we think things should look like. And so if I had a project like Kin Euphorix, right? A brand that like unanimously people think is cool. Then I would be like, oh, cool. Let me get that one or two person, two people that I had talked to about this project. And yeah, maybe I don't have a huge budget. And at the end of the day, I'm not even trying to like make a ton of money on this project, but I'm just trying to like get great, you know, pieces in our portfolio and great people inside of this company. And yeah, it just, it, it started to, to, to snowball where, you know, I, I met this amazing designer, Andrew Galloway, and he was coming from, um, he had worked at like Gretel and Whitney and Red Antler and all these amazing places. And, you know, we took on one project with him and he was freelancing with us. And I was just like, please, please stay. Like, I'll, you know, please, <laughs> I'll do anything. Like just stay at our company. And he was like, yeah, you know, I want to freelance. And then, you know, I just kept giving him, you know, opportunities and projects. I'm just like, just kept, kept him in the door. And then one day he came to me and said, Hey, Alex, like, I think I'd like to take a full-time job here. And I was like, wow. And he, Andrew's our design director today. So it's like, I think I look back at those moments and people, again, it's about me finding the great, finding really wonderful, amazing humans, but also those people betting on me, <laughs> like uh -huh. at that time, like, center doesn't exist really like 
were barely a website. Actually, at that point, we didn't even have a website. And we had, you know, a small office bare, you know, that had no, nothing on the walls and barely looked like much. And, 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 and we were just, you know, they were taking a chance on, on, on me. And I think I've always thought in the back of my mind, like, and I still think this way every single day, how can I make center the best place to work for these people? Yeah, I think that's a, that, that's a very kind of like interesting dynamic. And I, I you know, I think think you were kind of also expressing this sense of a responsibility to also keep them, you know, not just to the business and keep the business going moving forward, but to kind of feed those you work with, with interesting things that keep them engaged, that kind of excite them. And I'm, I'm, in, <clears throat> I'm interested to hear you maybe talk about that balance, you know, how, how, how is it that you kind of like find those interesting projects Often it's maybe like a kin, not a brand that I imagine paid a huge amount of money, but was super engaging. And where's where's the right balance in terms of um, fun, cool projects and big, cool projects and big projects that that aren't necessarily so exciting? It's a great question, and I I think in the very beginning, like I said, like I knew I wanted to work on projects that I was excited by, like just flat out from leaving Coca-Cola and starting a studio. Like I like the very earliest press releases that I wrote, which went ultimately nowhere. We're just like center is a company that is building brands that are changing the way we live our everyday lives. Like I wanted to work on startups particularly uh, more than I wanted to work on giant corporations. And I wanted to work on, our projects and businesses that I felt like were doing something different. Obviously, that's a great goal. <laughs> but I think the truth tr totally is that I've always thought of this place as like, how can I make this the best place to work at if I'm a 21-year-old college graduate? And yeah. I think because I worked in-house in my first years, as I described earlier, like and I learned so much about business and I learned so much. I was a part of this amazing team that had such great community and culture and fun and vitamin water was this incredibly culturally relevant brand. And, you know, I had the best first experience in my first job and it really set me up for this career in design. And I often think about how do I create that here for the people that work here? And so I, I now think of it in two ways, right? It's like, People want to work on great, cool projects. And I still think that's a hugely important part of like how we hire or sorry, how we sort of like pick the things that we do. And on the other side, it's people want to work at a place that takes care of them and doesn't burn them to the ground and cares about what they say and pays them as good as they possibly can and gives them you know, sort of reasonable amount of work to do on a daily basis and inspires them and encourages them and motivates them. And I think those two things I think about every day about Center, it's like, how can I make Center the best place to work at? And I think in the beginning, I used to think, how can I make it the best studio in the world um, from, a, from, a, from a work perspective? Like, I really thought like, to my earlier point about like brands that are changing the world, like I really was like, okay, cool. How can I make every project we work on something that is game changing and incredible and insane and, you know, sort of like put us on the map. And 
what I've and 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 uh, what we've been very fortunate that we've had a number of those projects. Obviously, every project can't be that way. But today, now that I have a bigger staff and a bigger team, like I have really maybe shifted some of my energy away from making the work the number one priority and making the experience of working here the number one priority. And that includes the work. Like mm -hmm. that like working on cool projects is a major part of like enjoying what you work on. But again, I also have really, you know, I have a wonderful team that understands that like, yeah, of course, the coolest projects in the world aren't always the ones that pay the bills all the time. But, you know, we've had some pretty big, you know, we've we we've had we've had a lucky we've had enough business relationships that have paid us well that some of them are cool. <laughs> Yeah. We work with Apple, like they pay, you know, uh, I probably shouldn't say this into a microphone, but they, they pay as well. And we also love working with them. And so that was huge for us. Like that was a huge unlock for us that we could work with this company that could be our sort of like, you know, when I started, when I started studio, people say you need big whales, big fish projects, you need big fish and medium fish and small fish. And I'd be like, cool, get that. But what I wound up doing was in the early days, just having a lot of small and medium fish that yeah. was that were mostly fun things to do and then the big fish was apple which was another fun thing to do and so we haven't really had much that was truly a nightmare to work on but i think one of my designers came up to me recently and said alex i think you know one of the things i've noticed since i started working here was that you've become a little less anxious about the work interesting and well, <laughs> and and i was like well, thank you. I'm 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 an anxious Jewish person from from New York. Like I can't, you know, this is part of my being. But I think in the very beginning, I was so anxious about every project needed to be a home run. Like needed to like we need, if we got a brief and it was a good one, like we needed to hit that ball hard and like out of the stadium, and we needed to show the world that center was for real. And we were a very legit company that could do the work at the standard of Collins and Order and Some Days and Gander and Wedge and every single um, design studio that you have on this podcast. Like to me, I looked at all that work and I'm like, that's the standard. And to do that work is really, really hard <laughs> because it yeah. takes incredibly talented people. It takes incredibly like well-managed clients. And it takes a lot of luck at times, you know, it does. It's, it's not, it, it, anyone who says like every project we do is, 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 is goes the way we want it to is lying. Like, and I think the truth is behind every single one of those studios is a portfolio of on the website is a portfolio of work that you see and you love and a body of work that you see that maybe isn't, you wouldn't love as much. Uh -huh. And that is, you know, but the standard is that level. And so I think in, you know, sort of early days at Center, I was, I felt so much pressure for every project to be that good. And I think it was, hard, you know, again, like for, for the team, it's like, it's that balance of like, the work's got to be great and the studio's got to be great, but like, at what cost to the people that work here? Mm -hmm. And I think over time, as I start to feel more comfortable in Center being legit, Center being, you know, doing great work for clients and my position as a leader, I was able to kind of take my, you know, sort of my anxiety down a little bit and say, we're going to be great. We are great. And we're going to do great work because we have great people. 
But the only way these great people are going to do great work is if I set them up for success. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm curious if you have any advice for managers of people. I mean, obviously, you know, that I think you pay close attention to your staff and their happiness and you're obviously very observant. Um, uh, that probably means being pretty responsive to every individual, their strengths, what makes them happy, their rhythm throughout the day. I mean, how is it that you approach that? Um, because it's a, you know, uh, it's complicated. Yeah. And I agree with you. It, it is, you know, I, we're, we're people first is what we say around here. And I think that's kind of like, it's, it's, it's a mentality and it's also like, it's, it's a point of view, but it's also something to like hold yourself accountable to right. in the same way, like a brand strategy is a way to hold yourself accountable to like who you are. And I think if, as a studio, I say we're people first. So if someone says to me, Hey, like, you know, I have a, I have a family issue. The first thing I say to them is get out of here, go home, like walk out, like get out. You know, I, I, I don't, the work that we have to do, the meeting that we have, the presentation doesn't matter, you know? And I have to sort of hold myself accountable to that because of course I'm running a business and I have clients that need, have needs and I have, do there are dollars <laughs> associated with everything. But I think it's one of those things you really have to hold yourself accountable to. And I think the great part about having a younger staff is like, they really do understand their boundaries and they understand their like what they're looking for and what they need. And they're pretty good at communicating it. Right. And so when I talked about sort of like letting my team go home at six, it's because they started leaving at six. <laughs> I know, and I've talked to a lot of designers, as I said, I have done a lot of conversations with designers that worked at all studios in Brooklyn and all over the world. And some of your favorite studios, talking to the listeners right now, they're hell to work for. Yeah. And I won't name names, but the work you see on the internet looks amazing. It looks fun to work there. but they churn through people. They 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 burn people out. They 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 you know they don't they they'll do anything to make that Instagram post that you say wow when you put on your mood board. And obviously, I'm someone that is ambitious, as I talked about before, but also you know jealous and um, you know competitive when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I want that too, but I'm not going to put that over the the staff like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make the work more important than people's livelihoods and, and and happiness here and because of that i haven't had a lot of turnover i've had a lot like i i, I two two employees left this year um for personal reasons and it's the first two people that i've ever left mm -hmm. you know and so it's it's important to me that I, I wear that with pride. Yeah, I, um, I want to ask you more about kind of how you see the development of Center going forward because, um, you know, as you've described, you, you, you kind of started off during COVID, you managed to have some really excellent projects come through that really accelerated um, Center as a business. And maybe now you have kind of more options uh, going forward and just, wondering what's that thought process like um you know what what is it that you're contemplating like how laterally do you feel you can think or move no it's it, it's something that i'm thinking about 
every day. I think, and a lot of this, like I've said before, is goes from gut instinct. And part of that is because, like I said, I've never done this before. I don't know what, like, <laughs> I don't know what it means to run and grow and scale a design studio. Like that was never the goal, was never to build a hundred person um pentagram or um you know pearl fisher like that was never my goal was to get to this big massive company my goal was to do work that i'm incredibly proud of and do it with people that i love and i think that you know sort of sits on both the inside which i've talked about quite a bit here and like my team and then the people on the other side and what i've realized is <laughs> some of the coolest projects that you can work on don't always have the best people on the other side like there's no like and and so i, I think shout out to ask us for ideas which is the reason that we're yeah. here but i think what i've realized is that some projects on paper are like that's a dream that's something that i would kill to do and that's so exciting i i mean marquee big projects hmm. and what i've realized is that a lot of it is about the people and how we get along with them and how we sort of gel with those people. Because inside of big, massive companies, there are some people that we have not clicked with, right? That have kind of put us into sort of like a, a, a box and kind of put us in sort of this like, you know, which reminds me a lot of my Coke days, right? Where it was like agency was kind of maybe disrespected a little bit at times, was kind of like run through the ringer, a million rounds, lots of testing, not a ton of like healthy respect or dialogue, just like sort of like transactional design. And I think what I've realized is like, similarly to what I was talking about before about my team, it's like, they're not just motivated by doing cool, modern, expressive design. They also want to work with people on the other side that they enjoy in the meetings. I think that's really great. I mean, I think it's it's interesting to hear you speak in these terms, which really seem to kind of like flip the script a little bit. A lot of people talk about like great creative and finding people to support great work. And you are, I think you, you, you seem to genuinely speak about center in people terms first and the work that flows from investing in that. So that's is, is refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. It's our superpower. You know what I mean? It's like, cause people say like, what makes you different? And I think that ultimately at the end of the day, it's like, it's our, it's, it's our people and, and, and the collaboration and the culture and the, and the community that we have here. And I like to say that people like to work with center more further working with us as people than they do for the things we make. Because listen, there's a lot of design studios in the world. There's a lot of design studios in Brooklyn. There's a lot of design studios on our floor in our building. <laughs> Who do who do great work that do sure. great work like do things yeah. shout out to them they're across the hall <laughs> they're amazing you know what i mean but like we want people that to your point chemistry that click with us and want what we are which is fun and personality and you know we we we, we make jokes and we don't take ourselves too serious and we are enjoyable and i think when we find clients that get that and want that and want to make meetings fun and not just transactional and want to have human relationships and want to do work where 
we're all together in a room and, and, and then we go to lunch after and we can kind of, you know, bond over other things. And, you know, to me that all ties back to Coke and vitamin water and some of the relationships that I had with creative agencies there. It's like the best work was when the relationship between the client and the studio felt like one team achieving one goal. And that's that, you know, that's something that we have to create. It's not just about a designer sitting in a room and sitting in a desk and making a bunch of shit, you know? That's not what we're about. That was producer David Mishon speaking to Alex Center, founder of his eponymous design studio, Center. And if you want to hear from Alex, he has his own podcast, Front and Center, which is a digest on news from branding, design, and pop culture. A big thank you for listening, and to Sean Crook for editing this episode, and to George Grindling for the theme music. To find other episodes, search for Private Views wherever you get your podcasts. To find out more about Ask Us for Ideas, please visit our website, aufi.com. We're also on social media channels using the handle at Ask Us for Ideas. And finally, please do share and rate this episode and subscribe to Private Views so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. Until next time. Bye.